Sacred Woman, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Mind, Body, and Spirit by Queen Afua. Part 3, The Nine Gateways of Initiation, Chapter 14, Gateway 9, Sacred Lotus Initiation. Beginning on page 365. My Temple Initiations In Luxor, ancient Thebes, at the vast temple complex of Karnak, built in the beginning of the 12th dynasty, I stood inside the temple of Holy Family of Ptah, Shekmet and Neferaltum, and had an experience that saddened and empowered me all at the same time. I witnessed a living oracle taking place through me. After much walking through that vast column chambers, we entered temple room one, where the sacred stature of Nefer Autum was supposed to be. <clears throat> but at some point in the past, it had disappeared, possibly into some museum. The symbol of spiritual essence of our people had been removed and all that was left was an empty room. And because Neferaltum has been taken, confusion, turmoil, and disease rule the earth. For the planet to ascend, for there to be peace on earth, Neferaltum must be returned to this holy place. Neferaltum must stand next to his father Ptah and mother Shekmet. The celestial royal family must be reborn in us as it is in Newt, heaven. In temple room two, we entered into a state of quiet reverence when we saw the Neturu Ptah standing in a kes, a kneeling position of praise. Ptah is the symbol for foundation and building but his head had been broken off and lost. You cannot, as an African being, build without your head. Without your head, there is no direction. Through study, prayer, fasting, and reclamation of our ancient ways, our missing head shall return to us, making us whole. This is why returning home is a part of the puzzle of our ascension. In Temple Room 3, we found Shekmet, the lion-headed female guardian of all healing. And there she stood, totally intact, carrying an ankh in her left hand as she rose above us, at least two feet taller than myself and the Mesu Heru sisters. We began to weep and give praise. Through the unspoken power of my ancestors, I was brought to a kes, and I began to speak these sacred words in trans-like state. Quote, Divine Shekmet, you are not in a museum in some far-off land. You are home, and you are where our ancestors placed you from the beginning, and it is from this sacred space I speak. Shekmet, healer of all, holy feminine aspect of the creator, we are one and the same. When I see you, I see myself. All that you are, I am. For I come forth from your holy limbs, the sun disk, 
of Ra worn on your head representing divine light, energy, and regeneration. This is me. The lotus scepter that you carry in your hand representing pure splendor is mine by nature. And you, yourself, a woman lioness, fearless, one who stands here unmoved, you alone, great healer, have allowed time to bring me forward with my sisters in spirit so that we may awaken into the remembrance of our true way. You, Shekmet, an aspect of the divine, still stand here to protect and support righteousness throughout the lands. You, the mother who taught Imhotep, the great architect and healer, through spirit, you open the way to all healing temples and sanctuaries on our precious land. You were the one who was left behind, knowing that your children's children's children would return to seek out healing and wellness as a civilization. We may have gone under for a moment, but we've returned in time to heal and to rise up again. Most of our sacred temples have been buried or robbed by ancient and modern thieves or defaced by various religious sects or completely destroyed by fire or inundated by the Nile. But here you stand, Shekmet, the miracle healer of healers. You have stood strong and undaunted for thousands of years who dwell within the Tua Natur. I sing praise to sweet Natur, for I acknowledge, live, teach from the oldest tradition of healing, which you, our divine spiritual reflection, symbolize. We, your daughters, are here to continue in the ancient African tradition of healing and wellness. We are here to pick up the lotus scepter and continue the legacy of healing and divinity for our people and the people of a world gone astray. The world needs our teachers to return again, for our way is the hope and the light. As daughters of Shekmet, we, when we depart from this holy ground and return to Amitha, Amenta, America, we vow to carry our light of healing to everyone we meet. We vow to rebuild the holy land from inside our living temples. We vow to carry share and spread the remembrance of our way at karnak at the huge and imposing temple of amun i came face to face with the sacred lake which measures 80 by 40 meters for me this is where purification began this lake where our ancestors purified and baptized themselves several times a day what was most astounding to me was that a large granite scrap, scrab, a symbol of transformation, was facing the lake. This told me that our ancestors believed that in the order to bring your life into higher resonance, you must first purify yourself in the sacred water for true transformation to take place. The shrab had been dedicated by Pharaoh Amenhotep II to the sun Neturu Ra Atum Kephra, who is represented by the scrap. And Ashwan at the temple of complex of 
become Ombo, the temple of Het Heru and most profound effect upon my soul. Near the wall of healing was a birthing house where women experienced natural childbirth. It was there that we acknowledged the spirit of the ancient mothers asked in Het Heru, Hathor. We felt this anointing from a feminine perspective as we observed wall carvings of ass sitting upright on a birthing stool. I had heard of New Age mothers speaking of birthing stools in the 70s as though they had invented the concept of following the power of gravity to making birthing our babies an easier and more sacred experience. Now I saw that ass had shown her daughters what to do at the beginning of time so that we might birth our babies in harmony. But out of ignorance and for convenience of doctors and hospitals, we birth lying on our backs, placing our feet upon stirrups and going against the flow of gravity. As a result, we have long, painful, sometimes dangerous birthing experiences. Women follow the ways of our ancestors in squatting to birth. This is the way to birth our infants and the way to overall healing. Next to mother asked we your surgical instruments that we used thousands of years ago, even though historical records claim that Hippocrates of Greece was the father, I'm sorry, Hippocrates of Greece was the father of modern medicine. In reality, medicine began with the African race through the mother ass and inhotep. Across from the healing wall was a wailing wall on which was carved a box containing two eyes that see all and two ears that hear all. Brother Muhammad, our guide, told us that this time the wall where we was was an ancient, was an ancient people came to care, cry, to moan, to let go of our pain and so clean and renew our ba. As my husband and Muhammad continued to talk about this wailing wall, I began to walk towards it with my hands up in a pose of surrender. Eru Ankh Ra Semhaj called out, What are you doing? I replied as I continued to approach the stretch approach and stretch my body across the most sacred wall. I'm going to wail for myself, for us our children, and my people. For all that we have gone through as a race, the devastation, the slavery, the disrespect from the hands of foreigners, I wail for us as a people in captivity. I wail for the rape, anguish, disregard, and lynching and robbery of our culture. I'm gonna wail for the land that is no longer our land in flesh, but always in spirit. I'm just gonna wail. Priestess, Tain Ra Anxet Chita sent Tahuti and Igani joined me as we wailed for the past and present conditions of our mothers and our aunties, our sisters, our fathers, our men, ourselves, and all our extended family. We women did what we had to do at the Wailing Wall. We let it go with our quiet, soulful tears 
so that our cups would be refilled with the original way of Ma'at. We pray to return that time when the first people were in tune with the one most high creator. The time when we were in harmony with nature and ourselves. The time when peace on earth was supreme and divine. The time when spiritual intelligence was the norm. Back to the sacred time when art and spirit were one. When the world sat at our black feet and in our sacred temples to study the path of light. Back to a time when women were revered, cherished, respected, and held high within society. Back to a time when women shared power and leadership in the government and in the spiritual arena. At Dendria inside the temple of Het Heru, on the banks of the Nile, I discovered a wonderful reality. Throughout the life of my healing work, I had always thought about and meditated on creating major healing centers, places of wellness that would affect planetary change. But nothing in me thought or perceived of such a vision as a massive as the massive institutions and healing temples that our ancestors manifested thousands of years ago. As I walked around the grounds where healing took place, I stood in the center of one of the small healing rooms, closed my eyes and entered my spirit as I breathed in and breathe in and my ancient memories returned. I was in the timeless space and I saw myself at work in this sacred healing temple, living out my past life as a healer. Then, still in the dreamlike revere, I saw myself bringing others to those same small temple healing rooms in a different land. In my present village in town, Bedford, Stewie Vescent in Brooklyn at Smai Twai at Heal Thyself, Know Thyself. Suddenly, my past and present had become one. As I grounded myself once more inside Het Heru's temple, I realized that witnessing the sacred ground was like being surrounded by a huge holistic healing hospital. It was the supreme wellness santrium there was Santrium. There was sacred there was a sacred lake of purification. I had long ago dried up, but in my inner vision I could see our people bathing joyfully in the rapture of purity. There were the ruins of the birthing house and the fasting rooms where people came from all over to heal under the spiritual guides of As and Het Heru. Then came the baptism of womanhood on the island of Falay at Ashwan, where the temple of As lay between the water of the Lake Nasser, but now, due to the technical assistance from, yes, both Italy and West Germany, it was possible for them to save some of the monuments and re-erect them on the higher neighboring island of Agilica. The temple of As now rests inside a womb-like place, metaphysically speaking. The great mother As is empowered again and she sits inside of this sacred protected space where she is surrounded by rocks that create the womb shape 
The Nile water surrounds her, representing her sacred fluids. At the entrance of the watery womb are Falcus, the small Nile boats that ferry people who come from all over the globe to sit at the feet of the Great Mother and give homage to the Great African Queen. From every land they come, speaking in their own tongues, in awe of her magnificence, trying to comprehend the magnitude of it all. To our regret, the mother had been physically defaced, her facial image literally chiseled out by the ignorance of people from various spiritual houses. But she still remains and nurtures everyone who looks upon her eyes of light, love, and guidance. This disrespect for mothers in general that permeates this world, this absolute historical disregard of women must come to an end or we are all doomed. Let the mother in you stand up and demand your just respect, reverence, and proper due. There will be salvation according to the degree that the original mother returns to sit upon her sacred throne inside of her sacred self and we accept her gifts of spirituality, compassion, peace, and healing. Not a moment before the Black Mother, the Nubian Queen, gets her due in each and every land, there will be peace on earth. This was the message that I received from the Temple of As. All the many temples I traveled to only open me up to the truth of our spiritual African selves, and brought home to me where the original spiritual concept of our body as a temple of the living God came from. It was carved into the walls when we, the the parents of today's earth people, lived in belief that everything in life centers around the truth our ancestors knew and still shared with those of us who come to them to receive these sacred teachings. One very important key was made clear to me. No one needed to come and teach us about spirituality and the power of the one most high creator. For our entire land, life, government, education, science, and healing were totally centered around the power of one creator. As reflections and expressions of the creator, the priestess and priest, the queens and kings, the teachers and scholars, exemplified and reflected the whole spirit of the society of Samai Twai, the upper and lower Kemet, Egypt. This trip did so much for me personally that I really can't put on paper into words what's inside my heart. For the mending of my soul and the healing of my African mind were so very deep. At the great Merkut, the pyramids at Giza, outside Cairo, we went down into the foundations that led into a chamber that our ancestors used for initiation. There we sang Hesi spiritual songs and gave praise to the divine for giving us an opportunity to return to this awesome sacred place, our home. Then there was empowering experience of standing on the grounds of the magnificent mortuary, mortuary temple of Dair el Bahirin, where Queen Pharaoh Hatsufut had left her vibration. That let me know 
there was absolutely nothing that can't that we can't achieve as African women or as men because her power, strength, and maatness is in our bloodline. All of us, many share and tap into her eternal spirit at any point to be used to lead and to rebuild and refortify ourselves and our people into wholeness. It appeared that in nearly every temple we visited, Newt, the Heavenly Mother, arranged across the sky of the ceilings to indicate the holiness of the temples. Newt met us in the same room where Nebhet had stood by the head of Asar, asked at his feet to create the first recorded resurrection ritual of an African kingman. It was beyond glorious, the vision of Newt carved into several temple ceilings that we visited expressed to me how highly our ancient society regarded women. It revealed that ancient women were the embodiment of sacredness and that through our spirit, we women folk can womanifest all things. Our ancestors left us a legacy of sacredness that I've longed for. Our ancestors have spoken to us from the walls of telling us to become one with nature for air, water, earth, and fire, can heal our body temple as we drink, bathe in, and consume the most high and all-glorious manifestation. We will recreate ourselves as we meditate on the heavenly realism of Newt, the house of the one most high, a positive reawakening of the African woman's perspective of self was always a part of our healthy African Nile Valley reality. If we relentlessly seek out the source of our beginnings, we can unlock the mystery and tap into our powers as the original sacred woman. Sacred Initiation Seven-Day Transformative Work Write in your sacred woman initiation or write your sacred woman initiation speech in your journal, your testament to what you have learned on this journey into the nine gateways and how it has transformed you. Where are you now and where are you ultimately going from here? Make your commitment statement sitting on and in your seat of the great divine mother, moot ass sacred seat of the spiritual power and high holy quality of wellness. Reflect on each gateway and identify the greatest challenge you've experienced. Now spread out your freedom shawl and tell the story of each gateway and its challenge and how you turned its lesson into a blessing. As you take delight in your growth, embrace and appreciate your strides. Remember with each gateway you have moved through, You have gained new energy, knowledge, wisdom, and enlightenment. The time has come to cherish and celebrate your experience in each gateway. Give thanks to the Neturu for a safe journey and proudly assume your seat as a sacred woman about to be unveiled. Begin to contemplate a new name you want to symbolize your rebirth. As a sacred woman, your name should indicate your goals and aspirations. A name is traditionally given at your first birth and now again as you are reborn a sacred woman. 
For example, as you take on the quality of the Most High for a balanced, harmonious life, you may take the name of Ma'at. If you seek divine inner and outer beauty according to your growth and development, you will become Het Heru and be spiritually empowered by the powerful sacred words that express that aspect of the Creator. In taking on an African spiritual name, it is advisable to go through the ceremony such as one presented in Gateway 9. This is because a name will draw a new level of understanding and awareness to you. The name you choose will... Taking on African spiritual name, it is advisable to go through the, a ceremony such as the one presented in Gateway 9. This is because a name will draw a level of understanding and awareness to you. The name you choose will guide, inspire, enhance, and transform you. So before taking it on, seek counsel from an elder within your spiritual cultural leader. Then you must fast and pray so the appropriate name will come to you through divine guidance. Taking such a name is like putting on a crown, so wear it well. Represent your name well. Represent your family, your community with dignity and respect as you carry your name. Walk in the spirit of the truth as the ancestor, as the creator blesses you through your name. Names are sacred. They tell your history, your past, your present, and your future. So be fully conscious and pure in heart, mind, and body as you receive your sacred name. Acquiring a new name is like being awakened, being born again, or coming fully alive. <clears throat> so that a welcoming ceremony and rituals are very much in order as you take on this new life this new responsibility to self and community and above all to the one most high. Pour a libation of pure water or rainwater onto the earth outside of your home or onto a plant indoors with offerings of prayer and thanksgiving to the creator, then to your ancestors, then to your community and the needs of your community. Record your visions each day of your preparation for initiation, particularly at sunrise, while in meditation, you will receive visions from on high. Record them in your journal and be prepared to share them on the seventh day at your initiation ceremony. Wear white clothes and accessories. For seven days, wear white from the head to toe for purity and spiritual elevation. Cover your crown for spiritual protection. My Nefer Altum Sacred Lotus End of the Week Commitment. I commit myself to establishing and maintaining the Nefer Altum spirit of my lo Sacred Lotus Initiation in all areas of my life. Signature and date. And here ends the reading on page 370.